day. Had a little little screen change issue there. Um, but we'll dive right into Wellness Wednesday. So uh, we're going to start doing these uh, quick shows on your health, really, and just different aspects of your health. And we'll do these on Wednesday um, through Neighborhood Nutrition. So if you live in the Ada area um, or if you're traveling through the Ada area, uh, stop in and see us at Neighborhood so how can we be the best us's that we can be well that's what we study here at neighborhood nutrition and that's what we try to bring to you so we can if you come in here we can evaluate you so we can look at you in a little different way and we use some tools like thermography and bioresonance and then, uh, so I always use the example of, of rheumatoid arthritis. So if you go to your, let's say, general practitioner in Pharmaland and you have rheumatoid arthritis, he's going to say, oh my, you have rheumatoid arthritis. I'm going to send you to a joint specialist. And so he's going to send you to a rheumatologist and you're going to go to that room metabolism your energy status um, your fasting and fed balance uh, how much sugar you're eating how much bacteria you have inside of you what your inflammation rate is like if you have cancer or not they you know again they're just looking at you as a joint and they're going to treat your ra uh, probably with some steroid or hormone but they're not going to be real concerned about the rest of your body um, well again that's not the best way to treat someone so you have to view people holistically, right? So you come um, as our customer, we can't call you a patient because we're not medical, um, but you come as our customer. And again, we're gonna look at you through these different major kind of systems like metabolism is a giant one um, to determine really, you know, if we need to make changes there so that you can make changes in your immune system, in your mental health in your energy status. And all this is, gee, it's directly tied to metabolism. So let's talk that through a little bit today. So today is Wellness Wednesday, and we'll be talking about concepts like this, but metabolism is a big, important concept. And, you know, four or five years ago, if you would have said, hey, Chip, what's metabolism? So like, uh, I don't know. Um, it has to do with, you know, when I eat. Um, well, yeah, it does have to do with that. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the different aspects of metabolism. But it's a super duper important concept, I think you'll see as I talk you through this, okay? So how does metabolism work and what is metabolism? Well, metabolism is really, it's sort of what your body does with the energy that you put in it, okay? So again, it's going to build, right? So you have um, these precursors that either come from dietary fats that we eat or we build them. Um, and so your body needs to go through a period of time of, of building, you know, precursors. And then your body moves those around. So you can think of it as uh, you've got a bunch of houses that you need to build. You're building a, a addition a new home edition so you need a lot of construction materials right and that that kind of happens to us you know every day we go through periods where we you know we need to build we need new construction material 
And so that's what anabolism is. So metabolism is really a conjunction of two words, anabolism, which is building, and catabolism. You've heard of anabolic steroids, right, to help you build muscle. It, they actually end up catabolizing things, but we won't, we won't confuse things with all that. Um, but anabolism is building things up. And so real simply what happens is when you eat, again, how, how do these switches get flipped? Well, you flip them. You flip them when you put more than 50 calories in your mouth. And when you do that, you flip a bunch of cellular switches. AMPK is the biggest one that we'll come back and talk about again later. If you've listened to cancer, if you've listened to fasting, if you've listened to anything that has to do with health, AMPK is a super important switch. But anyway, we turn it off when we eat. Yeah. And it takes five hours for that to turn back on. But that AMPK is tightly tied to metabolism. And what happens when you eat, and this just makes sense, is your body kind of goes into this special state. So fats are everything. Fats are king. It's all about the fats in our body. We will run on sugar as kind of a default and, you know, kind of a uh, your easiest way to run, least efficient way to run, but everybody will run on it, right? All bacteria, every cell will run on sugar. So when you eat for five hours, your body goes in a state where it's generally running on sugar and dealing with and storing fats. And the reason that you're dealing with and storing fats is because you need to store them for energy for future use. That's what our fat tissue is, our adipose tissue, which most of us have way, way, way too much of because we stay in this fed state too long. But anyway, we eat for five hours, we go in this state, and metabolically what happens is we start to build. So our bodies, as soon as we eat, and for five hours, our bodies start making cholesterol. Um, there's a switch, actually, this guy is called acetyl-CoA carboxylase. And if he's going one way, you're going to make cholesterol, which you do when you eat. And if he's going the other way, then you're going to break down cholesterol, which you do when you go catabolic. But anyway, for five hours, you're going to build. You're going to be wheelbarrowing construction materials to the construction, to the new additions where you have all this housing that needs to be built. You can think of it as cells that need repair or you know, a bunch of stuff, right? So you just need to repair and you need a, a time of repair. So. You cue that by eating, and for five hours after you eat, you go in anabolic mode where you're making construction materials to take and you're taking them to the building site. Okay, so your body is expecting, Hey, I'm gonna use all this material, and so five hours after you eat, you flip and you go catabolic and you start breaking down all those construction materials and using them. So it's, you know, you might have got one big old hunk of precursor that you break down your nails and your wood and all that stuff to be able to construct cells, to build amino acids, to, you know, build a lot of the things that we need. But we're in build mode, right? So we're in, basically we go from, sorry, we go from build mode when we're anabolic to kind of burn mode where we're burning these things or using these things that we built when we're catabolic. So build or burn. Um, now, what also happens, again, as we go through this flip, is a bunch of really cool stuff happens in our immune system. So um, when we flip five hours after we eat to basically AMPK forward, call it fasting, I call it normal mode, 
um, but where you're using, so you're going catabolic rather than anabolic. So those are great things. But what happens in your immune system, you know, when all that happens, is you start cleanup. And so basically all of this building stuff and all this stuff that you've kind of moved around, we start cleaning up all the all the dead cells, all the mutated cells, all the you know cancerous uh, cells that you have inside of you. You start cleaning up bacteria. Autophagy is what it's called. And again, we don't get there unless we get into a catabolic state or, or don't eat for five hours. Now, sadly, what happens is most of us eat breakfast and then we eat lunch and then we eat dinner and then we eat that snack right before we go to bed. So if you do that, you're, you're staying in an anabolic state. You're constantly sort of delivering these construction materials. You're making construction materials, first of all, and then you're delivering them to the building site, even though you got plenty. <laughs> so, you know, that's not a good situation. That's not a situation that we want to be in. And that will cause, you know, dysfunction within our bodies. That will cause oxidative stress. It will cause a lot of things to go wrong. So what I'm telling you is most of us behave wrong. It, you know, I use the example of a bear in metabolism because the bears are a good study. Bears control their metabolic state. So again, a bear kind of puts himself in lean mode and high energy mode in the spring and summer. And he does that by just eating two hours a day. He might eat a jajillion calories during that two hours, but it doesn't really matter. The state, the metabolic state is controlled by frequency, not quantity, right? So I can't eat enough to put myself in a catabolic state. It just doesn't work that way. It's frequency. So I eat, I've got to wait a period of time before I go catabolic. So same with a bear and a bear wants to be catabolic a lot. So they'll eat for two hours. They'll sort of nap and, you know, hang out after they do, which we probably should do. Cause again, we're building, you know, our bodies are working, they're building material. And then after their, and I don't know if it's five hours in a bear, it may be quicker than that, but after their period of time that with their flip and go catabolic, then they roam around, they, you know, fight, they do other things, breed. Um, they do the things that bears do in the spring and summer. And there are no big bears. You know, there's not, bears aren't fat in the spring and summer. Bears get fat because they understand their metabolism and they change their eating behavior and they start eating 20 hours a day. Um, again, they might eat less calories than they were when they were just eating two hours a day. Doesn't matter. It doesn't, that doesn't have anything to do with them putting on weight, okay? It's frequency. So when you eat 20 hours a day, you're gonna put on weight. And if you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I don't care how many calories you eat, as long as it's over 50, you will gain weight you will not be able to lose weight and you'll stay in an anabolic state. You'll stay in a, what, what they call fed state. And that is not advantageous. That is how we get cancer. Um, that is how we get bacterial infections. That is how our immune system becomes weak. That is a weak dull bunny over there. And we don't wanna stay there very, we gotta stay there when we eat, right? We gotta go there for five hours, but that's all we wanna stay there. So five hours and five hours only. So I want 19 hours of, you know, basically catabolism, of being in normal mode of, of, of all that, right? So um, how do we do that? Well, we intermittent fast and intermittent fasting is super duper important. You'll hear me talk about that in almost every show that I do. 
because I feel like it's that important. And again, it's something you can control. You know, you don't have to buy anything from anybody. You don't have to go see a doctor. You don't have to pay insurance. Again, you can control the frequency of, of, of when you eat, right? So eat as much as you want, but control your frequency. Um, and thereby you will control your metabolism and thereby you will con control a lot of your health, okay? So again, we want to be in this catabolic state longer than we want to be in an anabolic state. When we eat, we go anabolic. We start you know, making construction material called cholesterol and delivering that all over our body. And five hours after we eat, we start breaking down the cholesterol. Oh, I have high cholesterol, Chip. I could just tell you right off, you're eating too frequently. It's just that easy. Okay? Yeah, that easy. Okay, so you want to lower your cholesterol? So what I'm saying, intermittent fast, you'll lower your cholesterol. Because cholesterol is just a building material. And again, when you open your mouth and put in that energy drink, which counts, or that cookie, um, you're cueing your body. Hey, go into anabolic mode, build. You know, I'm going to stay there for five hours. Uh, if cancer happens to be floating around, it's probably going to grab hold of me in that five hours. <laughs> or other things, right? So anyway, we don't want to be in that mode very long. And again, the way our bodies work is our bodies work off these master precursors, right? So these big picture things. And dietary fats are the biggest picture things that we have in our body. They pretty much provide everything that we need. They do provide everything, not pretty much, they do provide everything that we need to run. Sugar is everywhere. So carbohydrates, uh, fruits, you know, all have sugar, more complex sugars. Again, we have a lot of sugar in our, in our diet. But each triglyceride that we store, so if you think of your fat, your fat has three parts fat and one part kind of sugar. And that sugar, again, is used uh, when you're dealing with the fats. Uh, but fat is the preferred way that you run. And so most of the things that we need to run us come from the dietary fats that we eat. And if not, they are made within our mitochondria. Again, when we're energy forward, when we're making things, they're made within our mitochondria of, of every cell. Um, and those are amino acids, right? So you don't need that really as inputs. What we have to have are just two things, omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. We need to be concerned about the saturated fat intake that we have and the monounsaturated fat intake that we have. When you, if you just ate like the perfect ratio of fats and that's all, okay, um, your body is going to stay in an anabolic state less time. So it's going to move rapidly through an anabolic state and you'll have more time in a catabolic state. When I say five hours, um, that's, you know, kind of worst case, right? When I say it takes 48 hours for your body to burn through all the glucose, that's kind of worst case. Now, what are the consequences of this? Well, okay, if you're a diabetic, you know a lot about metabolism um, and you know a lot about energy status. And the way that your body works, again, is when you're in, so when you eat, again, your body's going to start wanting to run on glucose and it's gonna wanna store fats, right? So it's gonna wanna store, and it's, and it's gonna wanna make cholesterol, okay? So you have those major things that happen right when you eat a meal. Now, um, if you eat a bunch of sugar, what happens is your when you eat, again, your body's going to 
release insulin. It's going to start telling you pick up. It's going to let signal cells to pick up sugar, right? So pick up glucose. Start running on glucose. So pick it up. And insulin is what does that. So insulin is says to every cell, hey, we're going to run on sugar for a while. Get your glute receptors ready and start picking up the glucose. And so cells will respond to insulin. But if you're a wash in dietary sugar, again, it, your cells are picking it up anyway. They don't need any signaling and kind of insulin doesn't work anymore, you know, in that situation because you just got so much dietary sugar. And that's diabetes, right? So that's, you know, type two is lesser of that. Type one is, is stronger of that. Now, can you change that? Yeah, quit eating sugar. That's be the biggest thing. Uh, and if you're a diabetic and a severe diabetic, and again, there are certainly severe diabetics that, you know, it isn't a self-inflicted wound, let's say. Um, a lot of diabetes is a self-inflicted wound by, by the amount of sugar. And again, your doctor is not going to tell you this because they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, confront you, right? So, but I will. So again, if you're eating a lot of sugar, again, you're going to be at risk for diabetes. Interestingly, and just real quick on diabetes, because I think this is fascinating, but this has to do with, with metabolism. So if I eat, you know, normal sugars, let's say from carbohydrate, wild sugars uh, that I would get from carbohydrates, so, you know, grasses and, and plants, um, and fruits, right? So if I go out and, and start eating that kind of stuff, um, that stuff is super good for me, uh, right? So it's good, let's say good sugar. I shouldn't eat too much of it because again, my body runs on fats, not sugar, but I do need some sugars. But those are called good sugars, right? So, so we can think of those as kind of good sugars, but they will, in a certain percentage, those good sugars will do something called glycate my hemoglobin. So they'll kind of stick to my hemoglobin. A diabetes test tests for that, right? So it tests for basically how sticky is your hemoglobin, how glycated is your is your hemoglobin. That's what a H1C, H1AC, whatever that test is, but that's what that test is, is it's basically test for glycated hemoglobin. Now, what happens if you eat molecular sugar, like CNH, pure cane sugar, or you eat something like fructose? Does that does that stick, you know, with a different ratio uh, to your hemoglobin? Yeah, it does way more frequently. So if you eat a lot of high fructose corn syrup that's in ice cream and things like that, then again, your chances for popping hot, whether or not you have diabetes is a whole nother issue that we'll talk about. That's a deep rabbit hole. But whether you will pop hot on a glycated hemoglobin test, you're way more likely. So again, if you eat equal amounts of dietary sugar, if I have patient A eating dietary sugar, an equal amount, and patient B, uh, sorry, customer B, uh, eating uh, high fructose corn syrup at the same amount, uh, customer B will have way more glycated hemoglobin just because of the corn syrup, because it sticks more. Milk sugar sticks more than fruit sugar or, you know, carbohydrate grass sugar. Okay. So you need to be aware of those things if you're a diabetic, because again, every time you're tested, if you eat a lot of ice cream and milk, um, you're going to be way more likely to be, let's say, over the threshold, the diabetic threshold in that test. Anyway, but that has to do with metabolism, right? So that has to do, when we eat those sugars, our body says, oh, I got plenty of sugar. I don't even need to release insulin.
because you got enough. I mean, it's easy to pick up. So the only reason I release insulin is really to flip you, you know, into this fed state and make sure that you're running on, on glucose. But if you, if I just give you plenty of glucose, you're going to, you're going to run on it by default. So dietary sugar, uh, is a thing that we need to just watch and control. It's not, you know, not saying don't eat sugar, but I'm saying watch how much you eat and watch how, how much you eat uh, in relation to fats. So again, fats are king. Fats are what we really should be looking at. So again, what should we do? I, I, it's, it's always sort of, uh, uh, you know, when, we, when you do these, it's, you know, I can either sort of poke holes at, at, at our behavior now, which is kind of what I, the approach that I take rather than uh, presumptuously saying uh, this is how it should be. Because, you know, some of us aren't sure yet. I mean, we're not, I'm still learning things. I might say something and it might change. Uh, but I will tell you this, that it, you know, it does look like that um, because of the way we behave right now and if we behave different, like if we were more like a dog, like where we, you know, kind of had these quick fits of energy and then we rest, quick fits of energy, and then we rest, quick fits of energy, and then we rest, then this might be a little different. But I'll just say for us, because again, we have a sort of an energy forward time, you know, we get up in the morning and we, most of us go to work or, you know, we start our day. Um, and we're energy forward till, you know, five or six o'clock at night, right? And then we want to relax and then we want to kind of sit down and, 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 and calm down. Well, again, you can, you're, you can uh, tailor your metabolism around your behavior to everyone that they intermittent fast. And I would suggest that you try to narrow till eight o'clock at night um that's about perfect right on your body that doesn't need to be there so if you're at rest if you're asleep that allows your body to work to digest your food when we're in what i call it you know fasting mode again i think it's normal mode but we're most energetic in that in that mode so um stress puts us in that mode and you know what that's like exercise puts us in that mode again not eating for five hours puts us in that mode so you can put yourself in that mode in different ways now, if you go back and listen to, and does this tie into other things and disease state? Yes, because again, if we're built to be anabolic, catabolic, and mainly we're built to really not be anabolic real long and catabolic, you know, the, the majority of the time. And this relates to everything, uh, how you build immune mediators in your immune system, how you build, you know, white blood cells, which are immune mediators, how, you know, how you build red blood cells, how you build and how you burn. Everything is associated with metabolism. But the coolest thing is you control it. So you control it by what you put in your mouth. Um, so we've been taught a little bit wrong about how we should eat. Uh, do not follow the USDA's guidance. Uh, sorry, but you know, I'm going to go out there and say that on, on eating again, if you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, you're going to be super susceptible to disease, sickness, cancers. Uh, you're good for the business model. <laughs> we'll put it that way. So, and it's probably why we don't get educated proper here. Um, you know, again, it's, is it in pharma's interest to educate you about these things or just keep you broken? I mean, it's an easy answer. Keep you broken. Again, again, it's they actively try to shut down education about these topics. 
you can find it, but it's you know obscure. You can go dig this stuff out for yourself, but it's kind of obscure. So anyway, we don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. But let's just say you know it's it's not in a business model's best interest for you to be well because they can't make money on you. Uh, but again, I don't care. I'm going to give you the tools to make it well. So there you go. Anyway, that's it for metabolism. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday with another fascinating and riveting topic. Uh, this Friday, we're going to be doing Chip Talks live from Neighborhood Nutrition. So if you're in Ada, come on in. And we're going to be talking about medical cannabis and how to use it. We're going to be talking about your endocannabinoid system and how to mess with it. And again, that's something that we know quite a bit about. I actually hold the first issued U.S. patent on being able to manipulate the endocannabinoid system without cannabis. Isn't that cool? Anyway, we'll see you guys next time. I hope you have a good Wednesday. 